0: Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk Podcast is supported by 10 Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out tenadventures.com/family. Now, on to today's story. Here we are in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Our first walk in spring. And this week, we're gonna bring back one of my boy's favorite characters, the superhero, Boron. Boron was a very unique superhero. He wasn't strong. He wasn't fast. He couldn't shoot lasers or lightning bolts or spider webs. He didn't look like a lion. He didn't have big teeth. He wasn't good with technology or weapons. Boron had one superhero power that nobody else on earth had. He was boring. He was so boring. And he combined this superhero power of being the most boring man on earth with the fact that he was a moron as well. and. He's very ticklish. It's in fact the only way to defeat superhero Boron. What made Boron's power so incredible is even the bad guy superheroes couldn't withstand his boring moron talk. But at this point in time, the good superheroes had won. And all the bad superheroes were in jail. But just because they were in jail didn't mean that there weren't serious issues that were happening. In fact, in the bad guy jail, the head of the bad guys, and his name was Carl. Well, Carl was hatching a plan with the other bad guys to break out and take control of the world. But there was one thing Carl knew they had to do. They had to find a way to make sure Boron wouldn't take them right back to jail. While Carl and the other bad guy superheroes were devising devious plans and plots for how to neutralize superhero Boron. Boron was sitting in the good guy's hideout, staring at the TV. You might think he was watching a TV show or a movie, but not Boron. The TV was turned off. Boron was confused. Uh, when will the people in the TV wake up? I wanna watch them. The other good guy superheroes looked over. Bike Man said, I'm Bike Man! Whee! Boron, just press the button on the remote control and then you can watch TV, Wee." Boron looked at Bike Man while he cycled away. What's a remote control? He said. He looked around. For some reason, and it makes no sense to anybody who is not a moron. Boron started pulling the bottom of his ears. I wonder if my ears control those little people in the television. For the next 15 minutes, Boron pulled his ears. He squeezed his nose. He poked his eyes. He tickled his armpits. He tried everything. At the end of it, he had tears coming out of his eyes and a bloody nose. He'd gotten his thumb so far up his nose it had started to bleed. Boron was dejected. I guess I won't be able to wake up. Those little people in the TV, he said. He then stood up and went searching the clubhouse for the kitchen. Boron had been in the clubhouse thousands of times, but he kept getting lost and could never find the kitchen, which was very strange because there were signs all over this secret clubhouse that had the word kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-E-N, and an arrow pointing in the direction. But Boron, being both boring and a moron, couldn't figure that out. It's actually hard to believe when you think of it, that superhero Boron was the chief nemesis for the bad guys. He was their number one worry. How could superhero Boron actually destroy? all the bad guys. Well a few minutes later Boron was talking to some other good guy superheroes. Hey you guys, said Boron. Four superheroes turned. They quickly went to cover their ears but Boron's booming voice could get through. So do you guys know much about microwaves? Fear was visible in each of these other superheroes' ears. They were good guys, but they weren't immune to Boron's boring stories. Boron went on about microwaves, how to use them, what his favorite place to put his food in microwaves were, and more details. He spent a lot of time describing how to get a microwave to work. For most humans, it was easy. You typed how long you wanted the microwave to go in seconds. For example, you'd press the number six and then the number zero, and then press start. And then the microwave would go for one minute. But for Boron, he spent almost 20 minutes discussing how to make our microwave work. His powers were too strong. The other superheroes were in a trance They were unable to move, unable to think. They were boroned. They would be like this for quite a while. In fact, it would take some sort of excitement to get them out of this boron state they'd been put into. And this is why bad guy superhero Carl was so worried about boron. But what on earth could they do to get Boron away from them when they broke out of jail. They had an incredible idea. First, Carl would break out of jail and he would pretend to be a police officer. He would go and find Boron and make Boron a special agent and give him a task only Boron would do. The rest of the bad guy superheroes cackled with laughter Thinking about how they would destroy Boron. <laughs> That's a great idea, boss, said one of the superheroes to Carl. Yes, said Carl. I think we'll finally take over the city, then the country, then the world. <laughs> he cackled. Sure enough, that night, the bad guy superheroes worked together and managed to get carl out of the jail carl had snuck through a hole in a wall gone through an underground set of pipes to get to a place outside the edges of the jail he emerged and he could only see by the light from the moon i did it <laughs> said super bad guy carl he was very pleased with himself And now that he had escaped, the plan could start. Carl crept away through a forest that was beside the jail, eventually coming up by a farm. He snuck into the barn and was immediately surprised by a loud moo. Carl looked. He didn't know very much about animals and he had no idea what he was seeing. He replied back to this enormous animal with a moo of his own. The cow looked at him, eyes wide. The cow let out an enormous moo. Mmm. Carl replied again, moo. Mmm. Just then, more mooing started. Moo, 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 Carl was terrified. What were these beasts? Would he be able to deal with them? Were they violent? He didn't know. Just then he saw on a wall a blue one-piece outfit. He was still wearing a striped prison outfit. He quickly grabbed the cow milking outfit, put it on, and ran away from the farm. Now he would blend in well, he'd blend in if he was around of a, a lot of other cow milkers. He probably wouldn't blend in in a city, but it was better than wearing his prison uniform that had black and white stripes and everyone knew would make him obviously a criminal. That night he walked through fields, uphills, downhills. He had to take off his shoes and his outfit and go through a stream that went up to his waist And was frigidly cold. Finally he got to the edge of the town where the good guy superheroes were. He knew he had to take action and he went straight to where he thought Boron would be. While the good guys thought they had a super secret hideout. The truth was it was pretty easy to find and Carl the bad guy knew exactly where to go. He stood outside his head down, waiting to see Boron. Carl waited hour after hour. He saw a bike man go by. Wee! I'm bike man. He saw Sergeant Salami. Hey, what are you doing standing by our door? Sergeant Salami said to Carl. Carl put on a voice. I'm just here to get autographs. Can I have yours please, sir? Sergeant Salami relaxed. He smiled. He liked being a famous superhero. He wrote on a piece of paper. All the best. Sergeant Salami with a big S and another big S below. Which besides spelled Sergeant Salami. Sergeant Salami went inside and came out with other superheroes. First it was Lunch Lady. Then Cauliflower Man. Then he came out with Boron. Boron was very confused. Uh, where am I? said Boron. Sergeant Salami tried to explain. This young fella here wants an autograph, Boron. Uh, what's an autograph? said Boron. Who are you? Sergeant Salami said, I'm Sergeant Salami! We're best friends! Come on, Boron! Use your memory! Boron was very confused. Just then, Sergeant Salami heard something, and he ran back inside. It was just Carl, the bad superhero, and Boron. Carl said to Boron, Listen here, Boron. I'm actually part of the secret police. We have a dire need of your help you're the only superhero that can help stop a terrible crime will you help me boron looked uh i'm superhero boron i think sergeant salami could be heard in the background yelling something bad guy carl had to work quick listen boron I need to deputize you as a wallet inspector. You must go around inspecting people's wallets. It's life or death. Oh, said Boron, I can do that. When do you need me to start? Carl smiled. Right away. You must try and inspect everyone's wallet in the city as soon as possible. Boron smiled i can do that and he started to walk away then he stopped wait Wait, said boron carl looked at him terrified was boron going to launch into a boring moronic story bad guy carl really hoped he wouldn't but boron then said i'll need one of those shiny silver star badges I don't know what they're called but they're shiny and they're silver and they go on my shirt and uh they're badge-like. Bad guy Carl looked at him. Do you mean a badge? Yes, said Boron pleased. Carl wondered how would he get a badge? Then he thought, actually Boron, We can't give you a badge, otherwise the bad guys would know that you're trying to catch them. Boron looked right into bad guy Carl's eyes for a long time. Carl wondered, would Boron accept his reasoning? 10 seconds passed. 20 seconds passed. Then Boron said, How would they know I'm a policeman? Because I've got a badge. I wouldn't tell them I'm a policeman. Carl breathed breathed a sigh of relief. Yes, Boron, but if you're wearing a police badge, most people would then recognize you as a policeman. Boron thought as hard as he could, staring straight at bad guy Carl. I don't know, said Boron, how they'd figure that out. Just because I'm wearing a police badge, that I was a policeman. I really want a shiny badge, please. Carl didn't know what to do. Could the whole plan be destroyed just over a badge? Carl did not have a shiny police badge. He also didn't know how to get one. But he looked across the street. There was a party store, a party store with decorations and things just for birthday parties and other sorts of parties. Come with me, Boron, said Carl. He held his hand and led him across the street. They went into the party store. Carl left Boron and went looking for a policeman's badge. He heard a commotion and came back to find Boron with a pail, like you use to build sandcastles on his head, walking around, walking into things. He was yelling, I'm blind. I can't see. Carl walked over and took the pail off of Boron's head. Boron went down on his knees and started to cry. You've given me my sight back. I owe you everything. Even Carl was now getting worried about how moronic Boron was. Why had he put a pail on his head? And then how had he forgotten it already and thought he was blind? While Carl was thinking this, he saw... What looked a little bit like a policeman's sheriff badge. Uh, Actually, it didn't look a lot like a uh, policeman's sheriff badge. It was just a regular big button. About the size of his hand. It was a circle. And on the circle it said, Birthday boy. And there was a blue ribbon coming down. It was the closest thing Carl had seen. He went to Boron. Hey Boron, how about this for your badge? Boron looked at it. He didn't pay too much attention to what it said. He looked at it and it looked official. Yes, that's the type of badge a policeman would wear, said Boron, oblivious to the fact that a policeman would never wear an enormous button. That says birthday boy with lots of balloons on it and then a blue ribbon that comes down but carl was happy and bought boron the birthday boy badge they then went out in the street and carl wrote down on a piece of paper it said boron you are a wallet inspector go and inspect wallets he gave it to boron and then watched Boron go. As Boron walked away, Bad Guy Carl started to punch letters into his watch phone, sending a message to the rest of the bad guys that Boron was taken care of. That night, all the bad guys would escape from jail. While Bad Guy Carl went back to planning the escape and world domination, Boron walked down the street The first person he came to actually wasn't a person at all. It was a dog. Boron stopped and said, Stop in the name of the law. I'm Boron, I need to inspect your wallet. The dog was a little black puppy dog with the cutest eyes. It sat on its bum and looked at Boron, tail wagging, mouth open, tongue hanging out the side. Boron looked at this little puppy dog and wondered. Why isn't this thing showing me its wallet? Boron was getting cross. Show me your wallet or you'll be arrested. Then he pointed to his birthday boy badge that was on his chest. I'm in charge here. (laughs) The dog looked up with the biggest smile thinking he might be getting a treat. His tail was moving so fast you couldn't almost see it. Boron was very cross. He picked up the dog and said, You, sir, uh, uh, or ma'am, are going to jail. He picked up the puppy dog, who was very happy to get a snuggle from a friend. The puppy dog started licking Boron's face. Don't do that! I'll get you charged for assault, yelled Boron. He walked down the street with a puppy dog in one arm, looking for another person for whom he could check their wallet. As he walked down, a little old lady came out of the grocery store. Stop, said Boron. The little old lady had white hair, big glasses, an enormous purse. She could barely hear. What's that you say? Boron yelled. Stop! I'm a wallet inspector. The little old lady stared at him. You're a mall contractor? What do you mean? No, I inspect wallets. You want to borrow a mallet? No! Just then, he grabbed the lady's purse. I need to see your wallet. Don't use my purse as a toilet, she yelled, mishearing what Boron said. He looked in the purse. He brought out her wallet. Just as I expected. A wallet. Boron was very proud of himself, although it's not really sure why. Everyone has a wallet. He opened up the old lady's wallet and looked through. He never really thought why he was looking in the wallet, but he inspected it very thoroughly. He gave the lady back her wallet, but kept her purse. You're fine to go, said Boron. He walked away. The lady yelled after him. Don't use my purse as a toilet, please. But Boron was already thinking of the next wallet he would inspect. The purse was an enormous pink purse. And he had the purse in one hand and the little black puppy dog in the other. It was getting hard to walk and carry the puppy dog until he had an epiphany. He took the purse, it just fit over his head with the long straps around his neck and the purse part being resting on his big tummy. He then put the puppy dog into the purse. Both his arms were free. He could now do very quick wallet inspections. In addition, his arms were no longer aching from carrying this puppy. Better yet, the puppy was happy. Its head could just poke out from the purse. And if you looked at Boron on the street, He was an enormous man with a pink purse around his neck and a button on his chest that said birthday boy. As he walked, people from the other side of the road would yell, nice dog. Hey, I like your purse, buddy. Happy birthday, Boron. In every single case, Boron was very confused. He was taking this fella back to jail for not showing his wallet. He kept on walking. He came up to a mum with two babies in a pram. Boron said to her, Ma'am, I'm gonna need to see your wallet. He was starting to really like this role. She looked at him, not recognizing that he was Boron. She said to him, I think not. I'm not showing my wallet to a strange man. Boron gazed fiercely at her. He pointed to his birthday boy Button. Have a look at my badge. I think you'll see. You can show me your wallet. The lady said, I don't care if it's your birthday or not. I'm not showing you my wallet. Now please turn aside and let me pass. Boron did not like this. He looked into the pram at the two little babies. These little fellas might be criminals. What are your names? Boron said, not realizing these were infants only a few months old. All of a sudden, Boron's mouth opened and he shouted, ah! He looked at the lady. What are you doing? She looked at him. What? You've got doubles. You've cloned little people. Boron had just realized the babies were twins. The lady started to realize this might be the famous moron that they call Boron. She said, are you Boron by any chance? Yes, I am, but right now, I'm a special investigator. I'm a wallet inspector. The lady realized she should probably just humor Boron, and she gave him her wallet. He looked in it very thoroughly. Again, not even thinking what he was looking for. He gave her back the wallet. Wallet looks good what's inside this miniature car miniature car where your little people are in she took the babies out boron looked inside it was a pretty big stroller and as he looked deeply inside he fell forward all of a sudden in trying to get himself out his arm hit the brake releasing it he was on a pretty steep hill His feet were in the air, his head was caught inside the stroller, and it started picking up speed. Boron didn't realize what was happening. But if you were walking by, you saw an enormous man's shoes sticking out from a stroller as it rocketed down a steep hill. At the bottom, it went right into the road. Cars were slamming on their brakes, honking. Boron wondered to himself, I wonder what all the commotion is about. How did it get dark so early? Meanwhile, the little puppy dog was licking his face. On the other side of the road, he hit a bump, and the stroller went up, up, up into the air. At the very top of the arc, the stroller started to fall back to earth. But boron kept going up for... The purse was working a little bit like a wing, as were his arms and his legs. And he flew farther and farther. All of a sudden, Boron yelled, Lights are on! Then he looked around wondering, What's going on? And he came to rest on the ground. With a oof, that hurt. As Boron sat there, a family... With three kids walked by, the littlest girl looked at him and said, Happy birthday! Boron looked at her, wondering, why was everyone wishing him happy birthday? End of part one. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.